If you liked hearing Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson provide secrets on negotiating for total compensation, dealing with microaggressions, or simply being able to just be your authentic self, then welcome to season two of Secrets. Are you one of the only on your job? Do you wonder why the same type of people continue getting promotions? Have you dreamed of getting to the top but don't know how? Welcome to Secrets Season 2, a podcast devoted to showcasing dilemmas faced by underrepresented employees in their quest to climb the career ladder. Your hosts, Keith Powell and Ricky Robinson, have experienced the corporate grind for more than 20 years. Now they want to share their adventures, pitfalls, and C-suite secrets that they've learned along the way. So let's fill up those cups and get started. Here are your hosts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Secrets. Ricky, how you doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing cool. I'm over here kind of cheesing, man, because I can't believe that we're at the end of season number two. That's unbelievable, isn't it? (laughs) Man, this is like our 40th episode, and it's been an amazing journey. Just thinking about when you and I were sitting at this very counter, aka our recording studio, (laughs) trying to figure out a way to impact people on a greater platform. Mm-hmm. And now just about two years later, we're finishing up season two of our brainchild secrets. Yeah. Yeah. Won't he do it, Keith? We do it. <laughs> Won't we he do, do it? it? Won't, Won't he do, do it? it? That's right. It is hard to believe where we started 40 episodes ago and where we are today, right? Yeah. You know, season two has has been special, though, when we think about it. And as I reflect back on this season, three themes come to mind for me. Number one, we centered women's voices this year. And we did catch some flack. Mm-hmm. From my brothers, from my male listeners, but we got ha- y'all. But we got y'all in season three. But we gonna get you. That's right for having so many women. But you know, it was important for us to highlight women's voices, as they're often excluded from the conversation. And don't worry, we got y'all. We got y'all. Yep. yep. So we gonna get you. Something else that stuck out to, for me is we started having conversations around taboo topics in the black community. We started talking about mental health and colorism and being black and gay. You know, all those topics, we bringing them to the surface. We we not playing around here in secrets, right? And the third thing that stuck out for me on season two is we spotlighted uh, throughout the season that kind of these typical and performative responses that organizations have around racism and other tough societal issues. And we're going to keep leaning into those areas more in the future. Yeah, and look, I'm so proud of the voices we had this season. I mean, some of these, like, and look, we were making some in-game decisions, y'all. I mean, as people were starting to call us and ask us, could they be on the show? You know what I mean? And we were trying to move things around. So I know some of our guests, well, excuse me, some of our listeners actually was like, hey, what about that episode I I recommended? We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. I promise you. We got lots of content. But but again, we had Dorit Sipis. Uh, We had Elaine Brown. Panther. Teresa Robinson, Amber Cabral, we had TK and our sister queens discussing uh, mental health, colorism, and being a black woman in the work uh, in the workplace. Mm. Like all of those episodes in themselves lent to an amazing season. Yeah, every one of them just brought some heat. Yeah, a lot of fire, right? And honestly, I'm so humbled at the responses that we've received from our Secrets family and new listeners as well. Yeah, it, it sure has. And as I, as I reflect back, you know, one of our most 
popular episodes of season one was negotiating total compensation. (laughs) And so keeping with that spirit, we will build on that most popular episode to date, which was episode nine of season one, closed mouths don't get fed, negotiating total comp. But it dawned on me as we were receiving all of the gratifying messages from our Seekers family about them getting their bread, getting their coin, right? that we haven't spent any time talking to them about what to do with that money once they get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a tough, that's a tough spot. Right. Right. And, and, and you're right, Keith. I mean, we have, I mean, we've been spending so much, so much time talking about the revolution. That's right. <laughs> you know, that's we, right. we talk about what you do once you get in it. Right. right. But in this episode today, we will um, recap highlights from our first two seasons. Mm-hmm. We will share some of our personal memories of when we actually started to get paid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And we'll provide some receipts on why it's important to save and invest. Mm-hmm. And we'll close out with five secrets on how to protect that coin so you have a bit of a nest egg to rely on. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And Ricky, these first two seasons have been epic. Again, thinking about to that counter conversation when we're trying to get get this started. Mm -hmm. But I'm so grateful to have you as a brother and have this podcast for us to be able to bring all of these gems to people. Mm -hmm. And in a way, this podcast has been therapeutic for me personally, especially during this pandemic to just get all this shit off my chest (laughs) (laughs) that's going on. And as I reflect back on the past 39 episodes, I've been so proud of us for pushing the envelope on issues impacting underrepresented employees in the workplace, right? And we've we've addressed things like voter suppression, systemic racism, LGBTQ plus discrimination, anti-Asian hate. I mean, there's there's so many things that we that we've hit on, and there's still so many issues that we still need to bring to the forefront. And we're gonna do it. Look, I agree, KP, and I look at it like this. I almost wish we didn't have so much shit to talk about. I know, but the gift keeps on giving. <laughs> don't, don't, you know what I mean? Every time you think we almost there, mm-hmm. something else comes something up. Something else comes You know, and we've gained over 7,000 listeners, and the momentum is growing. I mean, mm-hmm. we, we, we are getting up there. So, you know, just... I, I talked to like uh, some of my friends are like, man, we we want you to make sure you remember us when y'all hit it big. Yeah, and at, the, at, at the end of the day, honestly, we didn't even start this for that. No, we like didn't. that. Like, I mean, we're no, not no. trying to. That that wasn't what we were trying to do. Honestly, we were trying to like showcase and 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 talk about some of these C-suite secrets. Yeah. That's going to help you climb the corporate ladder. Absolutely. And okay. Do it scale. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. So this gives us an opportunity to talk to more people than we would have been on our individual collective, you know, groups and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But we're on to something, Keith. I think so. That we're I think on to so. something, right? Like companies are reaching out to us for speaking engagements. People are connecting us for uh, connecting with us for individual coaching. I mean, look. We both just had two coaching sessions today yeah. trying to help people get their money. Sure you know did. what I mean? Sure trying did. to help people get ready to get ready for the next opportunity. And just those merchandise sales are picking up. I mean, we got yep. some good, you know, visionaries uh, creating some of that content, you know, for us with the merchandise. Yep. And, you know, we're just happy. So, but thinking about the last season, my favorite episodes have been talking with all of our sister queens about all the issues they face, such as white fragility, black exhaustion, colorism, unequal pay, disrespect, and invisibility. Mm, mm. If I'm honest, my favorite episodes over the past 
uh, seasons have been all of the interviews yeah, that we've had because good. each one of them were different, but they uh, they had so many gems that they laced our listeners with. Yeah, right? Like yeah, it's just did. hard to say it is. that this one was better than the other. Oh, the, all of you them, can't pick. It's yeah. like picking your picking your favorite child. Uh, yeah. You well, I love that. y'all all the same. That's right. But today you my favorite, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's what my mom always says. She talks to me. She's like, you know, you my favorite. Then she call my brother five minutes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If <laughs> <laughs> you're like, wait a minute, she goes, I didn't mean I didn't mean favorite in total. I meant favorite at that moment. At the moment. Yeah. So. <laughs> Look, I mean, but but I think if I'm honest, you know, though, I think my favorite individual episode of season two for 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 some very different reasons was probably turning shit into sugar, <laughs> dealing with a difficult boss. Because, man, I can't tell you how many times I've personally had to deal with that. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. how many listeners call me up and say, hey, I really need some advice. Mm-hmm. All right. Personally, that episode gave our listeners validation that they were not crazy. They're not crazy. That's right. (laughs) You're just dealing with some rotten stuff. Yeah, you're not crazy. And some of our bosses are just crazy with a C, like our sister Queen Keisha coined for us, right? Yeah, that's right. Some of them are just crazy with a C. Crazy with a C. That's right. We just crazy with a K. (laughs) Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Ricky, those are some great, great choices. And, you know. For me, getting those history lessons from Elaine Brown in season two and Barbara Lee in season one were Mm -hmm. like super impactful for me. It's just like you're just kind of like going back in time. But it's like you got the history book talking to you. You ain't even have to like read it. Yeah, right there. You hear it. You're getting oral history right there in your face. So that was like super fun for me. And as we talked about at the beginning, one of our most popular episodes and the question that we probably get asked the most about is negotiating that damn total compensation. Yeah. Right? People want that coin. <laughs> and so today we want to take that one step further. And we've provided some insight on how to negotiate for the top dollar. But today we want to talk about how to protect and keep that coin once you get it. Yeah, Keith. I mean, I think as we've talked about it, you know, it's it's not all about that base salary. No. You know, we have people who come up and say six figures. Mm-hmm. Well, I want this total amount after taxes. Like right. everybody trying to figure that stuff out for <laughs> right. you, man. No. You know, and once you get to a level where your base is good and your LTR or your long term incentive, you know, compensation becomes part of your package. I mean, this is the stuff where we start talking about that generational wealth. Yes. But you need to really start thinking about how you can protect your coin for the long haul. Yeah. Right? No like doubt. again, that's right. This ain't ain't checkers. That's right. This is chess. <laughs> yeah, this, this is, is chess. This is that's us really right. trying to do that. And hopefully you get a chance to retire in your mid fifties, early sixties, mm-hmm. whatever, and live thirty years. So you need to be able to live. Right. How you want to live. And I know how some of y'all are with your lifestyle. (laughs) (laughs) Wants and needs. Wants and needs. That's right. And Ricky and I have talked a lot about the challenges that BIPOC employees face when it comes to money. We are called on by an extended family to support the cause. (laughs) We have more student loan and other debts to pay off. We are paid less than our white colleagues for doing the same or more. And the list goes on and on and on. So we know there's challenges there, but you still need to put up a little bit of a barrier. 
Yeah, and look, we talked about this stuff, and again, I know you think we're getting dramatic or emotional about it, but the whole season was basically like a microcosm of receipts. Yes. <laughs> you know, that's exactly you know what it was. And despite these challenges, it's still important to take a long-term view. Yep. It's finances. Yeah. Okay? No and as BIPOC employees, we need to be realistic about our wants and our needs, mm -hmm. right? While we put something aside for the future. Yep. Now, look, just like everyone else, I wanted to reward myself, mm -hmm. you know, uh, when I got a, a, a good job. Oh, for sure. Okay. I wanted to get me a nice car with some rims Was on it. Was that like it. Big Red? No, no that was before Big Red. Before Big Red. Well, I had the Jetta. I had the concert on wheels. So I had me some rims on it and I had me a little beat in there, right? And I was like, man, I have made it, you know? But at the end of the day, that is merely a want, to feed my need for validation. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so he, he just dropped some true serum. <laughs> well, but you know, like we want to try to go and get us a BMW, an Audi, or a, mm -hmm. a Benz, or something like that. Not really thinking about the maintenance. Not really thinking That's about the car That's what people don't notes, think about. You know, all of that stuff. We look good. We look good. I got Audi. I'm going to tell you that. Maintenance <laughs> will eat your ass up. But, but even if as we're getting those, those nice cars to validate us, we're parallel parking it in front of the apartment complex. Right. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like... We're, or your mama house. Yeah, we off. We're off just a little bit here. You know, we're off just a little bit. But man, let me tell you, student loans, the IRS, and those family struggles just ain't a joke. No. You know, they ain't a joke. Mm -hmm. And although, you know, you're making uh, more money and you're trying to get things on track for yourself personally, no one else is really thinking about giving you a break to develop your financial plan. Yeah, They're like, hey, we're going to give you a little break while you figure it out. No, you know, no, go and get no. your new car. Yeah, go and no. get you some new clothes. Now, we're talking about graduating from Oak Tree and, 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 and whatnot, getting your suits. We're talking about actually getting you some, some, some real stuff now, right? So nobody's trying to give you a, a chance to wait. And I'm speaking about the financial planner that recommends how you should invest your 401k yeah. or uh, in your other investment uh, accounts, like this person that's telling you that, or the tax accountant that's showing you how you need to donate or set up your taxes so that you don't get yourself into an issue with Uncle Sam. Yeah, no doubt. That tax accountant, boy, they'll tell you some shit. And what I realized as I started to move up in compensation levels that you had all these people just started showing up. Mm -hmm. You know, trying to provide you advice and how to get around shit and how to set stuff up to protect and hide. So it's just amazing. So but right. when you think about it now, I know how mad we get at at the people who are in power sometimes because they didn't really pay any taxes. Right. OK. Are we mad because they didn't pay any taxes? Are we mad because we didn't know what they knew? Right. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And you ain't going to know until you get to a certain level. Exactly. So this is what we're saying is it's important to, like, as we're talking about wants and needs, this is something that should become a need, yes. you know, for you. As you start making more money, you need to really figure out what you do with your coin? How do you protect that? How yeah, do you keep no it, doubt. How do you keep mowing your pocket? Mowing your pocket, <laughs> that's right. And we'll share some receipts and secrets later on why protecting that coin is important. But as we shared in season one, negotiating that salary is crucial. And in fact, those who negotiate receive 7% more than those who don't, mm -hmm. as we talked about in our episode. And that 7% at the beginning of your career 
can add hundreds of thousands of dollars to your net worth 40 years later. Mm. And even if you don't sit on those dollars for decades, it can at least help you acquire assets and enjoy life-changing experiences along the way. Yep. Right? So I've used compensation, especially like long-term compensation, buy a home, buy a car, go on vacations, pay off debts, support my family. So it's important to have that ability, (laughs) right, to to be able to do those things and, and to protect yourself, generate that wealth in order to be able to do some of that stuff. No, absolutely. Look, Keith, and I think like the impact of this is just, it's ridiculous, right? But some of us are first generation corporate America professionals, Mm. right? Like, Mm -hmm. look, I'm one of them, right? Who in some cases make more than our parents combined. Yeah. Okay. And our families are so proud of us. They are. Again, we talk about to, to them, it's like we went pro. Yes, you know, they just is. talking about what, what my baby Keith going to do, what my son Ricky going to do, right. you know. That's right. This, that, and the other. made it. And your cousins is talking so proud of you mm-hmm. and everything, you know. But, and, and I'll say this, that they lean on us for continued support to help out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to help out. How many times your phone will rang in a meeting somewhere else? We're like, help out. Help out. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just going to need just, just for y'all. I really, need $50. I, I really need you. My no, life's getting Well, it ain't, re- it ain't $50. It's always $50, $50 and like 72 cents. It's something, right. it's something crazy, right? <laughs> but, when, but when we do these things without having our own financial plan intact, we are further widening the generational wealth divide. Yeah, no doubt. And as I think about what we've been talking about, the moral to the story, for me, Ricky, it, it's it's imperative that we use the same tenacity that we use in making these fashion statements to, to keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> we, and we'd be first on that. We'd be first on that trying to keep up. With the damn Joneses. So you remember when back in the day when somebody would reply when social media was first getting in and somebody would make a reply and then you'd have to say first? Like when you when you when you plan first. You know what I'm saying? Like people doing the same thing when they buying gear or doing something, they they saying first. Right. Now I'm the only one with this. I'm the only one with this. That's right. I got the first pair of Jordans. <laughs> exactly. That came out or whatever. And I'm gonna tell you, Rick, I ain't ever met no damn Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep wondering who they are. Yeah, who why, are the Jones? why are you trying to keep up with them? <laughs> But we got to figure out the financial futures for ourselves and our families if we really want to create generational wealth at the end of the day. That's real talk, uh, Keith. I mean, and and some of the negative consequences of not saving for the future and not really doing your due diligence to figure this stuff out. Well, I think the first one for me is there's no emergency cushion. I mean, when when you think about it, we're all... Look, Keith, I'm not trying to say I'm way up here or over yeah, there, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, look, if that if that uh, transmission on that car go down, that roof needs to be repaired, mm-hmm. you know, like there's a major health issue where somebody passes away in the family and, and you now have to burden the, 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 the shoulder of, yep. of paying for that stuff. Like you could be asked out, man. This could That's be right. that situation That's there. Right. So, so we we consistently run on the edge, right, with no emergency no cushion. cushion. I have to tell you, I told you about my Audi. Yeah. Uh, not yeah. F- got to afford that maintenance. I just last week dropped $3,600. Well, we knew it was going to, it starts at 500 Anytime you take your car anytime to the shop, you it's go, Anytime you go to Audi, it's about eight nine. Mm, mm, but mm. it was $3,600. Now, I now, have no cushion, I wouldn't have no ride. But think about it. $3,600 to some people, that's first and last month rent. 
mm-hmm. to some people that's the whole car right. that they're getting. Like, I mean, this is like real serious. So we know everyone's at different spectrums of the finance game here, but that emergency cushion. Is important. Wants and needs. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> and just think about all the people who have gotten decimated when COVID-19 Oh, hit. yeah, absolutely. Because they didn't have mm-hmm. cushion. And the second negative consequence of not saving is that nest egg. So if you don't, if you don't have a nest egg, just imagine when you get 60. Yeah. Or if you got to keep pinching away at that nest egg. Pe- keep pinching away at that nest egg. And then you get to retirement age and you... Got to go get you another little job. You're going to be at the Walmart, you Walmart greeter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or whatever the case over may there, be. Over there getting mad because somebody right. trying, trying to tell you what to do. Some youngster mm-hmm. trying to tell you what to exactly. do. Exactly. Working security at the building you used to work at. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, until you're like 80. And that's not cute. No, it's not And cute. nobody wants to do that. And it's not fun. It's not fun. Right. I think the last negative con- consequence that I think of is you just lose out on compounding effects <laughs> you know you lose out like if you didn't like invest in something when you could and you could just leave it there mm-hmm. i mean we always joke around about what if you would have invested in amazon oh yes i'm still i'm still mad i'm still mad about amazon apple I'm going to tell Facebook. you what i did with my amazon money i'm going to tell you what i did with my amazon <laughs> the, the money that i could have used for amazon on some rims. Some, I, rim. I, some rims, man. I don't even have that car no more, man. The car gone. Been I don't gone. even have that car no more. Been gone. I could have put the little, you know, $1,200 that I spent on them rims when I was rolling, you know, down Crenshaw and rolling around the lake, around Festival at the Lake and stuff, mm-hmm. making open palm Cadillac turns, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Driving around the same street mm-hmm. over and over again. I could have used that and did some of that. No, it's true. And, and before I even paid off my student debt, yeah, I bought some rims. <laughs> Come on, man! Come on. <laughs> I'm, and I'm, a, I'm mad. I'm still mad at my uh, MBA classmates. You know, all the black. You know, when we were graduating, we said we're gonna start an investment club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're gonna start an investment club. We each gonna put in a hundred dollars a month in this investment club and just invest in shit. Right? <laughs> we couldn't even commit. Yeah. To doing a hundred dollars a month. Yeah. And just think about this. We've been out of school almost thirty years. Exactly. You know how how much coin we would have right now? Well, if first the off, twenty of us would have invested a hundred dollars a month. Well, first off, there wasn't even a cell phone thirty no, years ago. No, there wasn't even a cell phone. You know? We barely had computers. Right. There wasn't oh my goodness. Yeah. So but you lose out. On those compounding effects, Keith. I mean, it's sickening. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't live your life, you know, talking about the what if. Right. But what we're trying to tell you to do is hopefully reverse the course here, reverse history. Yeah. You know, and really start thinking about the future here a little bit more in depth. No doubt. No doubt. And so now we'll get to that part of the show where we bring some receipts. You know, we've been having fun. Yeah. We've been having fun. And I think they think we've been dramatic as we're talking about the concert on wheels with the nice That's rims right. on rims. it. Those yeah. Rims. We're talking about all of these things, but you know, there's, there's some, there's some truth to this, Keith. Yeah, no doubt. And today we got some receipts for you. Some of them going to make you hot. Trust me. <laughs> we're going to share some receipts on the generational wealth divide and we also share some receipts on why that compounding effect that Ricky talked about is so important to creating wealth. And so receipt number one, according to a study by Brookings, 
Wealth is defined as the difference between a household's assets and its debts. So you just took a, add up the assets, subtract the debts, and that'll get you your, what your wealth is. And wealth holds several exa- advantages over just wages, mm-hmm. over that salary, right, as an economic resource. So income from wealth is taxed at much lower tax rates than income from work. <laughs> And this goes back to you. Why is the rich keep getting richer? They ain't working. Right, right. They income is working for them. Right. Absentee <laughs> management. Right. And wealth can serve as a source of savings to absorb those temporary setbacks that we all face mm-hmm. at some point in time. If you lose a job or COVID hits or whatever the case may be, you need to have that nest egg. So, Ricky, here's where it really gets messed up. So, in 2019... The median, and so looking at statistics, you kind of pick the midpoint. The midpoint is the median when you got a whole bunch of different numbers. The midpoint is the median. It's not the average. It's just the midpoint. The median white household held $188,200 in wealth, which is 7.8 times that of the typical black household of $24,100. I'm going to keep going. To make it worse, white households reported average wealth, which is the average. So this now includes, you know, uh, you know, all the rich people, not the middle point. White households reported an average wealth of nine hundred and eighty three thousand four hundred dollars. Almost a million. Which is six point nine times that of black households of one hundred and forty two thousand five hundred. So, so this is like the the real case when people say I'm a millionaire versus I'm a thousandaire. You're right. <laughs> I mean, this, dollar there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this, this is really it. This, this, this is really it. And we're not even talking about one of those catastrophic scenarios that could come up can really dip into that one hundred and forty two thousand. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you this can, is, you can. I mean, yeah. you lose your job, you out. Right. You, that's a wrap. It's like a you, wrap. if you're in this 983,000 category, you lose your job, you have a little cushion. You got a little cushion. You could you could probably wait a minute. So look, man, receipt number two in uh that that Brookings study. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna wear Brookings out today. Okay, but in that Brookings study, it also pointed out that in the second quarter of 2020, so this is recent, mm-hmm. okay, white households who account for 60% of the US population. Mm-hmm. 60% held 84% that that's actually 94 trillion of uh 94 trillion dollars of the total household wealth in the US comparatively. So they 60% of the population and they hold 84% of the wealth. Go figure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go figure, right? Okay. Black hole uh, households who account for 13.4% of the U.S. population held just 4%, which is $4.6 trillion of total household wealth. Now, if that right there don't get you fired up, if that right, if that, the right there. if that receipt right there doesn't tell you why, why it's so important for us to start figuring out this future, they really don't care if we figure it out. They really don't want you to. Don't care. Because that's saying this is 4%. And the more of us to just keep effing off like our finances and focused on what Beyonce mm-hmm. and Jay Z are doing, yeah. like that's the more of that's 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 
That's we don't right. eat it. That's, that's right. That's less for us and more for them. Absolutely. And hell, Jay Z and Beyonce may have one percent of that four percent. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. About, right? Exactly. <laughs> Receipt number three. It gets worse, Ricky. Mm. That same damn Brookings report shows that the median wealth of a single white man under the age of 35, which is $22,640, is 3.4 times greater than that of a single white woman, 14.6 times greater than that of a single black man, damn, and 224.2 times greater than that of a single black woman. A single black woman has a hundred dollars of median wealth. So so when so when people get on us about why y'all focusing on sisters and this, that, and the other, there you have it. There you have it. <laughs> you know, right there is when we talking about the most marginalized, the most disrespected, all of those things that Malcolm X was talking about, all of these topics that we've been talking about, like therein lies where we need to be supportive and work. look, the brothers was bad enough. Bad enough. Okay, but the sisters, this is like, come on. Right. Wait, they, they ain't even in the game. Not even in the game. Not so on look, the field. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we ain't even thinking about them. We ain't, but we need them to, when we when it comes to voting, right. when it comes to getting That's us right. uh, yeah, come getting on, us man. out of trouble. Yeah, exactly. So look, man, receipt number four. And and, and honestly, we need to get the heck off uh, off of this Brookers <laughs> report, right? Because it's making me hotter than fish grease, yes. man. Like I I can't even lie to you. So 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 look, we've helped a lot of people negotiate higher salaries since we launched Secrets. In fact, we just talked about helping a couple of people today. Today. Okay? And here's a receipt on why this is so doggone important. According to a study by George Mason University and Temple University, the compounding impact on salary is significant. The study found that non-negotiating employees miss out on an additional $5,000 per year just to start. Yeah, when they starting, starting out. Just to start, okay? So we already talked about when you're behind. Right. Once you're behind, you're behind, you're right? Behind. If you assume an initial starting salary of $50,000 a year with uh, annual increases of, you know, 5%, you're looking at a loss of $600,000 at the end of your career. 600000 that's a half a million, right? Versus those who successfully negotiated the salary. Yeah. And we're talking, I mean, and, and, and we are working with people who are three times, four times, six times as much. Uh, um, On the salary. Yeah. So so the impact is even bigger, <laughs> you know, when you don't negotiate coming in the door. So this is why we spend so much time, so much, so much time trying to talk. And, and again, I am not trying to big up uh, with the services that we have. But right. this is why we we have individual coaching. This so we have we people who call us and say, hey, I, I have an offer on the table or something that's getting close. And we walk you through how to do it, how not to fuck it up. That's basically what we do. OK, because, again, the generational wealth thing here, you're not going to get very many opportunities to do this the right way. And we're talking about trying to make sure you get your half million. Yes. Okay. We're talking about, you know, bridging the gap between that 100 that the sisters is making and that 22,000 that the, that the white guys are making. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. That 1,000 that the brothers is making and that 22,000. Right. You know, and, and even 
like the white women. It, like y'all getting dog too. Y'all getting dog too. <laughs> you know? But this is why we have this is the very reason why we have secrets. That's right. No doubt. And receipt number five, continuing this conversation about con- compounding. Even Albert Einstein called compounding the eighth wonder of the world, (laughs) right? And the earlier you start investing your money, the better. So, Ricky, let's just say you invest $10,000 when you're 20 years old Mm -hmm. and you earn 5% interest annually until you retire. So by the time you're 60, that $10,000 will be worth $70,000. That's without adding another penny to it. Yeah, that's just like as just is. let it sit there as is for five percent a year, right? If you wait until you're thirty, that ten thousand will be worth only forty three thousand dollars versus seventy. Yeah, just ten years, right? Mm-hmm. And if you wait till you're forty, it'll only be worth twenty six thousand dollars when you turn sixty. Mm-hmm. So you got to get in early, stay in the game, keep it in the game. And it's just going to take care of itself. The stock market has grows, you know, somewhere between five and ten percent a year. So, so do, like, <laughs> I'm honestly, do I don't know if our listeners quite understand, and some of our younger listeners, there's a reason why we're like kind of ignorant to the game sometimes, mm-hmm. right? There's a reason why, you know the majority who are in power, they don't want you to understand the rules. Right. They don't want you to know how this stuff works, right? Because they don't want to share it. The the hardest thing about being in power is losing some of it. Is losing it. And, and so they don't definitely want to share the shit. No. You know what I'm saying? No. So you think like all of that stuff, like our parents didn't give us a whole bunch, you know, in terms of because they didn't have it. They didn't have it. But they did tell you. Make sure you pay attention. Yeah. Make sure you do all these mm-hmm. things. And this is part of that paying attention, you know, piece, right? So look, Keith, is is as emotional as I am, you mm-hmm. know, right now about those Fire receipts, right? Let's really talk about like these these secrets. Mm-hmm. So here we're gonna speak about five secrets that you can employ to protect your coin, mm-hmm. dollar bill. Yes. Okay. So those five are gonna be Max out on that 401k or that 403b plan. Mm-hmm. Invest your raise or use uh, use that to pay off your existing debt. Mm-hmm. Set a budget. Yep. Like, do not go outside your means. Mm-hmm. Set boundaries with your friends and family. And I know this Ooh-wee. is the toughest part. Ooh-wee. Okay. And then finally, negotiate for maximum compensation. We're talking Total compensation, not just that base. Yeah, no doubt. And that's secret number one. Max out your 401k or your 403b plan. Contribute as much as you possibly can to your retirement plan if your employer offers it at the end of the day, right? And and, and at minimum, find out what they match and at least contribute to that. That's right. Again, yeah, at least contribute to that max because- that's free money. Absolutely. So if your company is going to match you 5%, 6%, 10%, that's just free. We just talked about the impact of 5% yep. return. If your company is maxing you 5%, that's already taking that 10000 to 70000 guarantee. It makes no sense for you. If they're matching 5 it makes no sense for, makes no sense for you to donate 2 to 3 to 4%. Right. You need to do at least 5 And the other thing about this, these contributions are pre-tax. Mm-hmm. So you ain't paying taxes on them. In fact, that lowers your overall tax obligation because if you're making 100 contributing 6%, your tax is only going to be on 94000 not 100000 And it may not seem like that makes a big difference. 
but it did, but it will. So put that money aside for your retirement. And again, whatever your employer is matching, that's free money. It's a guaranteed return. So just max out that contribution. And I'm going to tell you, if you do the math, try just for one month. I'm going to tell you, if you max out that thing, you're probably going to have a higher take-home pay in most cases than if you don't put stuff in there just because of that tax benefit, that pre-tax benefit that you get. Absolutely. I mean, that's golden, man. And look, secret number two, invest your raise or use you know that to pay off like your debt. Mm-hmm. Invest or pay off debt, yes. okay? I'm not a finance guy like you, KP. I just do simple math, right? If 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 I'm spending more than I'm saving, okay, it, like hey, that tells me something wrong with the math, right? But I would suggest that you put that shitty little raise, that even though you're mad, two or 3%. yeah, even though you're mad, put that aside into a savings or an investment account, or use it to pay off debt versus spending it on other stuff or trinkets mm-hmm. okay a little uh, little trinkets right try to live off your current paycheck for at least two to three years yeah at least two to three Let's try it that's right again invest it or pay down some debt and just keep that money if you're making hundred thousand just stay at a hundred thousand for the next two or three years yeah. or whatever excess use it for those purposes secret number three you got to set a budget and create that budget and live within it. And as Ricky just talked about, don't use that raise to set a new budget. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Keep that budget where it is and live within those means and use that raise again to invest, make an extra payment on on those bills, whatever. Don't use it to like expand your lifestyle in the short term, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Wait a couple years. It's okay. It's going to be all right. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean- the hardest thing to do sometimes is is to control yourself. Yes. Control yourself. I think I think the uh the the fourth secret for me and and, and I'm speaking about this secret cuz it's been extremely difficult for me. Ooh. Okay? Is you have to set boundaries with your friends and your family. Yeah, this is it's tough. We Look, all have been there. I'm trying to tell you like and I and I'm not trying to tell you to be secretive, but your family should not know your paycheck schedule and your bonus schedule better than you know it for yourself. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? Because because they're going to always be some issues or some scenarios that come up, you know, when you're getting your money. So they're making plans for your check and for your bonus before you can even do what you need to do. And I'm telling you, they're going to keep coming to you. And I I know people were clowning me about some of these Renum Spoon ideas, but they're going to come to you with them Renum Spoon ideas. And, And my thing is, honestly... You got to set them boundaries, right? You have to take care of you. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of your needs. Yes. Okay. And even reward yourself with some of the wants that you need, like what did you want? Yeah. Say, yep. you made the money. Right. Okay. Handle your business first. If that's getting, you know, new furniture, if that's doing something to your house, or if that's the, you take care of your stuff. And, and if you choose to right. help somebody with what's left over, then you can't be mad at that. Yeah, don't be mad at it. And I know it's it's hard for all of us to say no or set boundaries. And we're not telling you if there's an extreme emergency, you know, if you can help, help your people out. Yep. But if they calling you every month for shit, now they dependent on you 
they didn't ca- done the calculation. It's the 15. Yeah, hey, Keith, uh, you about to get that bonus, right? You're like, right. what bonus? You know, your LTI bonus. You're right. Like, oh, you know about that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. Y'all done studied how much you getting and when you getting it. Right. When, when Keith get paid, we get paid. We get like, paid. Like, uh-uh, no, nah, you don't want that. You don't want that. You got to set the Mario. And our last secret, secret number five, and we've talked about this over and over, you got to negotiate for that maximum compensation. And just to reiterate, every dollar counts. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the compounding impact of of getting base and bonus and equity is huge over time. So get your coin coming in the door and mm-hmm. with every promotion, every new job opportunity that you take, exact, you know, all those things, these are your opportunities to get fed. And and to feed your family. And to feed your family. Yeah, That's a- absolutely. So look, Keith, I mean, this has been key. I mean, we don't, we didn't give people stuff that we think you need to do. We didn't talk about what we think. We talked about what we know. We know. <laughs> Today, right? We gave you experience, you know, here. So again, you know, find tax accounts, find, you know, um, planners. Who, who work for you. Do you right. know what I mean? And again, some of your friends that you're asking probably don't know about this. Yep. You know, so if you need to reach out to us, you know, on our website, we'll, we'll, we'll connect with you, you know, with some people that can kind of help you out. But again, you can find more resources on the secrets and the receipts that we share today by going to our website, secrets.com and looking in the show notes for this episode specifically. I mean, we have hot fire here and, and those Show notes are there for a reason. Yeah, no doubt. Man, I can't believe this season is done. (laughs) It has been incredible. And thanks to all of our listeners out there and all the amazing guests uh, who have made this season so special. And again, as we we did after season one, we're going to be taking about a six or so week break to retool so use this time, if you haven't caught up, use this time to catch up on what we've been dropping and send us some show ideas as we gear up for season three, because we'll incorporate them as we go along. Yep, yep. So this is a long-term deal here, this long-term plan. We got yeah, long-term but We're here to stay. I know, <laughs> I, know, right. I, I know corporate probably want us to tone it down, but man, we just getting started, just right? Getting started. And look, uh, KPI, I agree, man. This year has been just crazy. It's been special. And I'm looking forward to season three. So look, we, we'll bring you... Even more high topics, more high guests. Yeah, we're getting them lined up already. More high fire, right? Well, yeah. I, and look, I, and some of y'all, I know you were supposed to be in season two. We're pushing you to season three because we have to make in-game adjustments, right? So if you like what we're giving you, here's how you can help your brothers out. Stock up on that merch, mm-hmm. number one. As we close out Pride Month, check out our hot LGBTQ plus Pride designs. And we're donating 25% of the proceeds, 25 from all purchases in June to GLSEN and the Empowerment Program at the Center for Human Development. And we'll be adding hot new designs over the summer. So, again, get your friends and colleagues to listen in. And remember, some of those ones who tell you they don't need it to be the main ones that need the help, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then, specifically, we're asking you to write a review on Apple you know, for us. Please write that review. That's how the algorithm works, but we really want to know what you think. Um, Over the summer, get some coaching. 
Look, we're talking about people reaching out to us all the time about yeah. getting their bread, right? right? We're going to have some of those testimonials on the site when we update that over the uh, hiatus. And we will get your marketing collateral type for you and help you get your dollars. Yes. You know, I think yes. that's the most important thing there. Absolutely. We got we got people sending us notes all the time. It's like, thank you for helping us get that coin. This is like life changing for us. And so we, we really, really are here to help. And as we wrap up season two. All I'm going to say is I'm glad that we've saved up enough coin to afford these damn vodkas and cranberries this season, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. We're, waiting on, we're waiting on that sponsorship. We're waiting, we're waiting on, on that, that sponsorship. Got a one y'all here? <laughs> <laughs> and mine is getting a little low over here. So we need to wrap up so we can refill these cups. And as a refinder, final reminder, mm-hmm. go get that shot. Please. Get the damn shot. Stop all the excuses and just go get it. And, and quit your little makeshift research. Right. <laughs> right. Stop researching. Stop researching. <laughs> Let's go. So, again, thanks for joining us again. Season two has been amazing uh, on Secrets. And remember, when we share, you transform. Peace. We'll Take see care, you soon. everybody. Thank you all for listening today. Hopefully you gained a secret or two that can be applied as your journey continues. If you are motivated and excited after listening to Keith and Ricky, please subscribe to our podcast, share with friends, and donate via Patreon. Check us out at www.secrets.com to get more information about our secret services. Don't forget to tune in next time for more Hot Fire. Until then, cheers! Cheers!